0: This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Trend. I'm your host, Jay, joined again with Ramon. And today we're going to be talking about content creators versus influencers versus content studios. So uh, I know... A lot of content studios are not able to shoot content right now so uh people are turning to influencers and content creators to produce content for brands uh and kind of fill that gap and ramon i know you have a ton of points that you want to hit on over here with everything that's going on
1: yeah for sure before we get started i want to make an offer to those brands that you know, are currently um, struggling to scale their influencer marketing, their content creation, and are possibly collaborating um, with another platform right now that has them on a hefty contract. So um, this could be a great time to get out of those contracts for, for a platform that you know isn't delivering results. So it's also a great time to discover new technologies. So it's not a time to stop working and put everything in pause. I've kind of been saying that for um, the past few podcasts now, but um, we actually want to put our money where our mouth is and uh, offer any brand uh, that could be a great fit for Trend 3 uh, credits for free. So we will cover the cost of uh, the payment to the creators completely for free. Just email us to uh, Ramon at Trend.io or Jay Desai at Trend.io and uh, we will get you hooked up and, and started so you can see what trend is like with the results
0: yeah for sure uh we want to help as many brands um and influencers that are out there and this is kind of a way to uh you know kill uh two uh birds with one stone since obviously you know uh having brands on the platform allows influencers to keep working and uh having giving brands free credits allows them to continue to keep producing content.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, Jay, I'm excited to break this one down because I really do think that this is the time for uh, where the light is shining on the creators at home and uh, the influencers. And this is really their moment to uh, pretty much go above and beyond uh, for that long tail uh, effect of the industry as a whole so like you mentioned you know a lot of brands don't have the opportunity right now to scale uh their content because obvious reasons people can't get to studios people can't collaborate at studios so they have to fall back on our uh, creators who can create uh, a variety of content for a brand without being limited to a specific geographic area and that's what we focus here at Trend On So, uh, you know, we, we want to make this podcast to encourage creators to, uh, give their 200% because this really is uh, the moment where creators can stand a chance in, um, you know, leveling up to, to content, uh, studios. So, um, you know, happy to dive into this uh, article and, and go ahead and break it down.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And with that said, uh, You know, obviously, a lot of people are stuck at home. And so I want to make sure that it's clear to everyone that's out there uh, just because people are stuck at home and maybe, you know, these creators don't get the chance to shoot content uh, outdoors or anything like that. You still have a huge opportunity with working with a lot of these creators and influencers just because of the variety of locations. Like Ramon mentioned, even though it's not outdoors, um, it still provides a lot more variety than probably what you'd be able to accomplish either in your own home or, you know, since your studio is shut down, even if your studio was on in a studio. I know, uh, one thing we did with Italic was help to shoot 12 different pieces of content in uh, 12 different homes. So that's something you probably couldn't do with or without a studio. But yeah, let's jump into this article and kind of break it down. So kind of talking about uh, creators and influencers and bringing in content studios into the mix as well. So I wanted to talk about some of the differences and similarities quickly between creators and influencers. And obviously, we're talking about content studios as well. I know our focus has always been on high quality creators. And some of those creators that we have in the network have really huge audiences. But the key focus, I think, is to partner with those content creators that produce high quality content, because that's something that you'll be able to reuse anywhere on your website, email, ads, promotion, social media. And I think that's kind of the thing that you want to focus in on. And obviously, you know, a lot of brands want to partner with influencers, uh, but you want to make sure that they're high quality content creators, just because influencers might have big audiences, but your potential is kind of limited in the sense if they aren't able to produce High quality content for you because you can't get the most out of your dollar. Yeah, and
1: and I'd like to uh, throw a narrative here. So, for example, when we worked with Lyft, uh, which is obviously a billion dollar company, uh, when they worked with us, they wanted to actually work with creators that have around three thousand followers. So, you know, while most brands think that the bigger the uh, number of followers, the better it is, uh, that's not necessarily the case. So, some brands um, should brands should really look for people that have an audience that relates to their product uh, and then also you know people that create content that is on brand so a lot of brands get concerned of you know i don't i'm not going to outsource my content creation to user to to uh, my user generated content to our creators out there and influencers because uh, we have a brand and we have a very specific brand and a very specific eye and we want to keep that brand aligned. Uh, but there are a lot of creators out there who um, create content that is very aligned with your brand. It's just how you would select. It's if you were if we do it in house, you know, if you were to do it in house, you still have to select someone uh, a, a a content studio that still has an eye for the brand that you have. And it's just the same thing for creators. So uh, that being said, you know, I encourage you to to really find people that are aligned with your brand so that content uh, stays super in brand and, and can relate to to your audience. So when we worked with Lyft, they only asked to work with creators with around 3,000 followers. And uh, most of the brands we work with, th- this user-generated content by far outperforms uh, professional uh, studio content.
0: Yeah, I think you brought up a really good point over there and one thing kind of a little bit for a plug for trend. Um, but we focus on making sure that we put together like a campaign brief or all of our brands put together a campaign brief and kind of give those key requirements. I think the, the difference between focusing in on those creators that are really good at creating high quality content is that their goal is to create content, right? They want to produce content that is universally loved, universally engaged with, whether their audience is big or small. And they're content creators at heart. So I think those people are who are really gonna key in on those campaign kind of requirements that a brand might set forth. And so having this idea that, you know, a creator might not align with you or might not fit a certain thing, I think is incorrect, because the creator ultimately wants to fulfill the goal of creating content for some sort of purpose, content with intent. So I think that's where that connection is kind of made.
1: Yeah. And and one more thing, you know, this content is everlasting, right? So you get to keep that content forever and keep making an ROI off of that content. So not only can you use this content in Facebook ads and you know, every time you run a campaign, you're gonna make a positive ROI from it. So Let's say this piece of content was $100 and you made $1,000 off of that piece, off of that camp, off of that piece of content in that one campaign. Every time you run that campaign, you're going to have a positive ROI and you can do a variety of copy, a variety of audience targeting with the same piece of content. And then you can use it cross platform. So you could use this campaign, uh, video on YouTube, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on Instagram and the return is incredibly high. So, you know, having that uh, variety of of creative is uh, really important. But, you know, creators are promoting your word. Uh, the, they're creating content for you. And they're also promoting the word for your product. So a content studio isn't going to tell their neighbor or their friends about uh, your product. They're going to create content for you because that's the only thing they got paid for. And that's what they do. Um, but it's, it's essentially, you know, creators are an army of people that are working for you and promoting uh, the word for your product at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. And, you know, we've seen a lot of brands that are up and coming that have been built on using creator. So I think having your own content studio, while it might have had value previously, because for a lot of brands, that was really the only option right with social media channels growing with the ability to communicate with different people growing as we become more interconnected it's easier to be able to access some of these people whereas in the past these people might not have had a platform right so maybe 10 10 15 years ago uh, you might have had a really high quality creator or influencer but they aren't able to share that content as easily with an audience but now they are able to do that so it's kind of like why would you want to produce in house when you can go to a creator have them produce the same if not better content and then also engage with their own audience and a brand new community that you might have reached but you might have not
1: yeah absolutely how much how much is an do you know how much is an ad for a super bowl like a Super Bowl ad, how much does that cost?
0: Uh, it depends on the slot, but I think they run uh, into the millions of dollars now, like uh, one or two million for different sets of ads.
1: Let's assume it was a million dollars and you put a million dollar budget to work with micro-influencers or creators, um, you would get probably more content that than you could handle. Um, plus you would get all these people you know, sharing the product with their really aligned audience, but it's not just that, it's not what they post and share with the audience. To me, where I see the really big value is like, okay, now you have all of this creative to use for the rest of the year or or years um that you could continue to make an roi from in different platforms and never just have to be churning out content rushed out because your ad you, you stop performing and needs a new creative so um you know obviously with that super bowl ad you know they're they're not gonna be um it, it's just money that you pretty much don't see again and can't leverage or repurpose again.
0: Yeah, I think you make it a really good point with the Super Bowl ad comparison. With a Super Bowl ad, you might be reaching 50 million people, but you don't know what their interests are, what they care about, what their purchasing habits are. And I think the nice thing about... You know, the tools that we have nowadays, like Facebook and Instagram, uh, even Snapchat, YouTube, all of those different things, is you're able to take into account people's interests. So even if you're doing a Super Bowl ad and you spend a million dollars on something, you might be potentially reaching an audience where there are only maybe a thousand or two thousand people that actually have purchase intent. Whereas, By leveraging micro-influencers as your kind of content production army, engagement army, you're able to have a better chance at targeting someone that is a potential buyer and has more purchase intent.
1: Maybe there's no Super Bowls ever again. Never know with the coronavirus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Um, And so now's a time more than ever, I think, to touch to those. to go into those digital channels and really push forth and put a lot more effort into there just because the targeting can be so much more accurate. You can really pick out who you want to work with. Um, and I know we're talking about a lot of these strategies of, you know, working with micro influencers, working with high quality creators. I want to pivot a little bit and talk about how do you make sure I know you mentioned that, you know these people are better like more aligned with your audience and things like that but how do you make sure you find creators and influencers that are aligned with your audience how do you vet them i
1: get asked this question a lot and i think you know, first of all, how we vet them at at Trend is, you know, we we look for the quality of the content. We look that they have over 95% of their audiences based in the US. Uh, But let's say that, you know, you are looking to vet creators for your own campaigns. You wanna look for the quality of the content. Everything else trickles down from there. So by default, someone that makes really high quality content takes their career seriously, and chances are the brands they work with, they also take seriously and they also put thought into. I say the best creator is, you know, the one that you know clearly thought this through and has the devil in the details. So um, typically a creator that is already taking their content seriously, uh, you know, is somebody that will have a really engaged audience that has an audience that relates to their personal brand. So Jay, to answer your question in the most straightforward way, look for high quality content and then narrow down the funnel from there.
0: Yeah, that's really good advice. I'm sure, you know, a lot of brands, can use that advice to kind of decide on how to move forward. How would you find uh, creators that make great content, right? So as a
1: listener, I question all right then, but how do you find those high quality content creators?
0: Well, I think there's a a few different ways. They have their advantages and disadvantages. A lot of people want to do it in-house, which kind of makes sense that you kind of wouldn't want to have control over that process. But I don't think that that's actually the best option. I think partnering with an influencer network is the best option or a creator network is the best option just because a lot of these networks have uh, or some of these networks have done the work for you. Most of them are databases. I will say that. So a lot of them are just scraping for influencers and creators based on certain metrics, and you still have to kind of filter through that. But I think the best thing you can do is partner with a network uh, creator or influencer network that has already kind of done this because it gives you an advantage where you don't have to worry about that and you're just left selecting from a pool of people that are actually really high quality content creators. And one point I really wanna kind of hammer in on this point Um, I think a lot of brands get when they kind of make that shift from deciding, obviously, in house is really hard to work on and we want to move to some sort of platform, make this more scalable. I think one thing brands get really caught up in is the number of influencers or creators on a platform, which honestly, I think is really not important because of the fact, yes, you should have some creators, you should have, there should be a certain minimum, right? But you don't want too many of these people out there, because that kind of shows that they haven't vetted them at all, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what happens. I'm recently, you know, we spoke with someone that said, hey, you're not the only, uh, you know, creator network. And we don't claim to be the only creator network. We claim to be the only, you know, invite only creator network that is actually strict. So. Most of our competitors, we've joined all those companies as a creator ourselves with just super crappy accounts that we don't even post on. So, that being said, you know, they all these platforms claim to have, you know, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 creators in the network, but that's no good. I mean, that just means that there's simply no vetting at all. So, we vet every creator carefully and by vetting every creator you know that you're going to get you know hundreds of applications in which at least you know over 50% of those are going to be people you want to work with and it is meant to make your time as efficient as possible you don't want to be filtering through 5000 applications of junk accounts uh to to go ahead and find three great influencers. Might as well go and uh, pick for gold or or something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, the comparison to really make there is if you were a brand and you were trying to do this in-house and partner with creators or influencers, uh, the question is, would you let anyone partner with you, right? Would you just throw out an ad and say, hey, this is up for grabs, anyone can really partner and maybe have a ton of accounts that aren't going to be able to promote your brand or create high quality content for you as well? Or would you rather put together a narrow set of requirements? Um, and even like comparing this to something like an, like a promotion that someone would run like an Instagram promotion, right? Uh, you want to put together different requirements because you really want to reward only the most engaged users.
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Um, well, I think we have pretty much covered everything that's over here in this article. Uh, But before we go, I want to ask you Ramon, do you have any final words about creators versus influencers versus content studios or any of any of that stuff?
1: Just what I would like to say, it's just, you know, get as creative as possible. Even if you're on full lockdown, uh, don't hold back from doing your work. Um, everyone has to march forward. And this really is an opportunity for creators to ch- shine through uh, the challenges that brands are having to stay alive and and, and create content in order uh, to be able to survive through this. So you're actually helping and giving a lot of values uh, Giving a lot of value to these brands that um, are getting done what they otherwise couldn't have gotten done if it wasn't for you. So make the most out of this opportunity. Make sure that you work with a product that speaks to your audience and is aligned with who you are and put thought and detail into everything you do. Um, I think that uh, on the other side of this, uh, the industry is going to come out a lot stronger uh, than ever before. And then for brands, remember, three free credits on us. So just email us or contact us on the live chat of the website and uh, we'll get you set up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, my final word is everyone is tuning in to social media right now. And everyone knows that everyone's staying at home. So don't feel like just because that's going on that you can't produce content or you can't work with micro-influencers. Everyone's gonna be able to relate to that. So, and with more eyes on social than ever, uh, really double down on that content and try and build your audience so that when things get good, things go back to normal, uh, you can really hit the go button. And uh, that's all from me. And I guess we'll see you next time on The Trend. All right. Sounds good. Later.